Spring is finally here. Pesach's coming. Let's talk freedom. Shalom, everybody, and welcome back to Rabbi E in 3. I'm still Rabbi Yosef Edelstein, Rabbi E for short, and this is still a short burst of Jewish wisdom that I hope will elevate your life. But it's been actually many weeks, whether you noticed it or not, since I've done an episode, I just took a breather, much needed, and now I'm returning to my place behind the microphone with more vigor and energy, I hope, than ever, maybe even with the resolve to speak a little bit slower and more conversationally, but it's really wonderful to be back, and there's no better time, honestly, to re-emerge or renew myself and this podcast than right now. Because, why? Because it's springtime. As the Torah calls it, Chodesh Aviv, the month of spring, spring, when the earth comes back to life, when the trees and the flowers are blooming, blossoming, budding, and the time, not coincidentally at all, of Pesach. Pesach, the incredible festival of renewal, a greater renewal perhaps than any other Jewish holiday of the year. We reemerge just like our ancestors went from bondage to freedom. We have the opportunity in the same way, in a spiritual way, to relive that experience. So it's a perfect time to return now, and we're going to talk about Pesach and freedom right now and perhaps in the next few days as well, because I just might knock out a couple of other, we'll see, episodes this week, because Pesach is such an important, elevated, beautiful holiday. So, but here's what I want to focus on right now. I said before, and you know it already, the one word probably that sums up the holiday of Passover, Pesach, is freedom, right? God took us out of an incredible, unbearable, unbelievable bondage that went on for generations in the ancient civilization of Egypt, took us out, and in Hebrew the word is cherus, freedom. We call Pesach in our prayers zman cheruseinu, the season or the time of our freedom. That's the very essence of the holiday. But here's a question for you, and it seems kind of strange and even paradoxical, right? Seder night is the night of our freedom, but there are more rules, regulations, observances, commandments than any other night of the year. You have to eat a certain kind of food, sitting a certain kind of way in a certain amount of time, and drink a certain amount of wine in a certain amount of time, leaning a certain way, and make a sandwich. The actual word Seder means order. Now, let me ask you, is that freedom? If we got a few people from the street and said, hey, let's concoct a festival of freedom for our new religion, would it look like the Seder? The Seder seems so regulated, restrictive. It's the opposite of freedom. No. No, it's not at all. And that's what we want to explore why, to understand the deeper meaning of freedom according to Judaism and the kind of freedom that that Pesach can help us tap into, right? So first of all, an obvious, and there are many ways to approach this. It's not my question, by the way. Great rabbis, not decades, centuries ago pointed this out. The most regulated night of the year is the celebration of our freedom. Yes, 
It's the most appropriate way to celebrate our cherus and our freedom. Now, the first answer you might say is, well, we're freely accepting to do all these observances on Passover night. And that's true. That's true. And lovingly so. And we've done it for generations, an unbroken chain of tradition of parents communicating the essence of the faith to their children, not just the, 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 the inspiration. So we lovingly accept this beautiful Seder, this order that has been passed down to us, and okay, fine, great. Another level is maybe, I would say, a deeper level, a more important understanding. What were we doing when we left Egypt? Or rather, where were we going, right? Well, we were going to the promised land, you'll say, right? But there was one very important stop before we got there, right? And it wasn't just for coffee. Uh, what did they do about that? I, and I know they had manna, man in the desert. Maybe that also had like a caffeine kick when they had it. But in any case, we didn't go straight to the promised land. We went straight to Mount Sinai from the very beginning of the communication to Moshe, the prophecy of the burning bush, that God told Moshe to take the Jewish people out of Egypt. He said, you're going to serve me on this mountain. They were going to Mount Sinai to do what? To receive the Torah, to receive the commandments. So the very purpose of the freedom that God granted us when he took us out of Egypt, which we celebrate on Pesach, was to go and get the commandments. And more broadly speaking, to, to, to have the covenant with God. Of course, he offered it to us at Mount Sinai, and we accepted it, and it was the continuation and culmination of that covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, our patriarchs. But the point is, the freedom from Egypt was to go to Mount Sinai. And many people don't realize that, right? And Seder leads inextricably, I'm sorry, Pesach, to another holiday 50 days later called Shavuos, one of the most unsung holidays. I never knew about it as a kid, but the very it's when we relive getting the Torah, Kabbalah Satorah at Mount Sinai, right? We heard the Ten Commandments in a public revelation that was the, the only time in history that God revealed himself in such a way. And, and then Moshe went up to the mountain to receive the rest of the commandments. But in any case, Pesach leads to Shavuos. Egypt leads to, led to Mount Sinai. So the very purpose of the freedom we enact and celebrate on Seder night is to receive mitzvot, commandments that guide us and, and you know, and, and pr- provide an incredible order for us in our lives. So we've said already that we freely choose to do these observances on Seder night, and the very purpose of the freedom was to get such observances. We even allude to that in the actual text of the Haggadah. When we say at one point in answering one of the, the four sons, it, for the sake of this, God took me out of Egypt, and it alludes to the doing of the mitzvot that we do at the Seder. That's why we were taken out of Egypt, to get the mitzvot, to be a holy people to Hashem. But then I think the deepest level, everybody, is that mitzvot, commandments that the Torah gives us, are really the pathway to true freedom. And they express the very essence of cherus, of freedom. Now, let's just say first, and I... Any law or direction or guideline is not inherently a contradiction to freedom. We, we, we understand that, right? I mean, you stop at a red light. Oh, gosh, you're a slave. You're, you're a slave to these traffic laws that restrict you and, 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 you know, stifle your individuality. No, 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 no. I stop at a red light so that I have the freedom to do more important things and not be worried about getting run over, right? It's a curb 
of a minor sort on my behavior or whatever in order to express really a greater freedom, the freedom to live my life and to do what's important in this world. And that's not just semantics. That's really true. That's how we should look at it. So if that's true of really many laws just in society, they're, they're minor, a minor curb on a certain behavior in order to free up the ability to do bigger, better, greater, more important things in the world. If that's true by just law in general, then the laws we follow on Pesach night, or in as Jews in general, they're called mitzvot, commandments, but they the, the word mitzvah is related to the word that means to join or connect. Because when we do mitzvot, we connect ourselves with a higher reality. With a, the, the mitzvot come from Hashem, they're the ratzon Hashem, the will of God, and we connect ourselves to one who is above the physical restrictions of time and space. We enter a new realm of true freedom when we observe mitzvot. Another way of thinking of it is we connect to our deeper selves, right? The, 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 the spiritual essence of who we are gets blocked, gets held back, gets stifled. And when we do mitzvot, we express that inner neshama, that soul. We nourish our soul. That's freedom. So the mitzvot are the pathway to freedom, to free ourselves from our egotism, our narrowness. Mitzvot educate me and guide me and inspire me to think of other people and to love other people, to think deeply about myself and my life, to connect to God, who, as I said, is above, is the truly free being. (laughs) Free being, nothing restrains him or restricts him. And every mitzvah enables me to connect to God. So in other words, for all the other reasons we said are true about why the all the mitzvot on Pesach night, why they're not a contradiction to freedom, mitzvot themselves are the pathway to experience freedom, spiritual freedom, the highest level of freedom, really. Now, of course, the bondage in Egypt was a physical bondage, and that's true. The truth is, as we relive the liberation process of Pesach, and we're supposed to relive it every Pesach, meaning both as connected to the historical event and the people Israel, that is really above time, right? The Jewish people, an eternal people, and we're part of that. But on an individual level, too, we have the opportunity, we'll talk more about that, I hope, in a future podcast this week, God willing, about the personal liberation we can experience on Pesach. But the point is, it's through the mitzvot. You know, it says that in the Torah, that the mitzvot are the pathway to freedom in an incredible way. Why? Because when Moses brought down the two tablets with the Ten Commandments etched on them, etched or engraved by God, and those Ten Commandments are, of course, the microcosm for really all the commandments of the Torah. So they represent that the covenant and the Torah. Um, so it says in the Torah that the words were harut al-haluchot, engraved on the tablets. But it's an amazing thing. The word charut, the same letters with a different voweling or vowelization, cherut, is freedom. So the simple meaning of the verse is the letters of the Ten Commandments on the tablets, the letters were etched on the tablets or engraved on the tablets, sorry. But the deeper level understanding, the very same word, is those words were freedom on the tablets because the commandments lead us to spiritual freedom. They're the very essence of expressing who we are on the deepest level, getting beyond all physical barriers and restrictions, connecting us to a higher reality 
out of our narrowness, out of our egotism, that's truly freedom. We have that incredible opportunity on the night of the Seder, on the night of the order, of following the rules as the Torah and the great sages in the spirit of the Torah gave us guidelines in order to lift us up step by step to reach an incredible height of freedom. And that's all I have to say now. You're free to go and and turn this off. And I hope we can come back together regularly and even this week again to share more ideas and Ah, spring is out there, Chodesh Aviv, a beautiful time to reemerge, to renew ourselves, to think more deeply about what it really means to break through my inner barriers and, and feel and experience spiritual freedom. That's Pesach. Hear me next time.